If you don't start from that vantage point, the vantage point of I can't, you will not be able to do what it is God has called you to do. It is the beginning point for every single missionary. Uh, Jesus knew it, and when they asked him when, he didn't answer that, but he said, here's how. You will receive power. All right? The second question is what? Why do you get power? To be my witnesses. The how is power. The what is witnesses. What is a witness? A witness is simply talking about what he or she has seen or heard. A witness simply bears witness or testifies to, talks about what he's heard, talks about what he's seen, talks about what she's heard, talks about what she has seen. That's what we do. Mission work is testifying to God's saving work on the cross of Jesus Christ. Every single one of us is a witness if we come to God by faith in Christ. We know what he's done for us. We spend our lives talking about this is what God did for me. This is where I was before Christ. Christ came in. This is what happened to my life since. And that's what a witness is. All right, so how? God gives us power. What? We are witnesses. Where? He gives some places. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So let's take those apart. I want to share with you what we have done at Grace or what God has done through us at Grace in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth and what we feel God is leading us to do. All right? So you'll see some information on the screen. Uh, Jerusalem. Wow, what a summer it was here at Grace Community Church. Backyard Bible clubs were absolutely phenomenal. In our backyard Bible clubs, uh, we had uh, worked in six neighborhoods, 180 kids. Uh, we had five uh, adults uh, and kids who were uh, saved. It was tremendous. There you see it. And then we had uh, uh, summer camps uh, for kids. All kinds of sports, all kinds of opportunities, eight camps, 180 kids, and the gospel shared every single night in those, uh, in those camps. Uh, Champs Tutoring this past year, 14 kids uh, came here three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 4 to 5 o'clock, and uh, we tutored them. But before that, we have wonderful opportunities to interact with these kids. And just yesterday, I was out working in the yard, and this uh, 18-year-old just wanders into my yard. People wander into my yard all the time, uh, as you have discovered. But this 18-year-old just wandered into my yard. How did we meet him as a church at Champs? Met him at Champs and tutored him through Champs. He is now uh, in his last year of school. Benevolence, what is that? When folks have specific needs with power, uh, uh, with uh, water, with uh, medical needs, whatever, uh, we assist them. We have teams of volunteers who do that. And so far this year, we've been able to assist 63 families with very real needs. Our food pantry has served 442 people with 11,000 pounds of food. All right, so that's a lot of food. That's what God has done through us so far this year. Let's look at what uh, we hope he does through us. Summer 2015, Backyard Bible Clubs 
Six neighborhoods again around this county. Uh, kids' summer camps plan to do those again. Champs begins just uh, in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks. And you can talk to somebody about that, and you can sign up today to serve. Benevolence, uh, you can sign up to serve on a benevolence team and work with folks who, families, this is their, often their first interaction with the church Food pantry, you can sign up. You end up serving about once a month there. And then out of one of our summer uh, uh, backyard Bible clubs at Riverside Mobile Home Park, we had 30 kids show up on a regular basis. So beginning next Sunday night, we're going to uh, go in there, and from 5 until 6.30, we're going to work with those kids, with their moms, with their dads. Uh, we have several people on our team who can speak Spanish so we can talk with the, the parents. If you'd like to be part of that, then just sign up or show up today, 5 o'clock today. We're going to have an info meeting and a planning meeting about that. And so those are some focuses that we have right here in Jerusalem. But not only do we serve here, and some folks have the mentality, there's so much need here. Why do we go anywhere else? Acts 1.8 is the answer to that question. God sends us from here to Judea, Samaria. That's the region right around Jerusalem. And in Judea, Samaria, here's uh, what uh, God has allowed us to do. We have partnered with Samaritan's Purse on numerous trips. Our youth went on a trip to Atlanta this summer. What's coming up? All right, so here is uh, what's coming up. Samaritan's Purse. If you are interested in going somewhere in North America after a disaster and you can help, uh, you can swing a hammer. I've helped, and so if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, you can swing a hammer. This doesn't mean you're going to. This means you're interested if you sign up on your connection card. Here's a brand new opportunity we're looking at in 2015, a family mission trip. What does that mean? That means mom, dad, uh, son, daughter, entire family going somewhere in North America, serving in a needy area, sharing the gospel, doing ministry that everybody in your family can do. And so we are planning that for uh, the summer of 2015. Then we are looking at a church planting partnership in Montreal, uh, Canada. And so we have uh, a team who will be going in sometime between May, June, and July. Dave Snyder will lead that team to Montreal, Canada. Dave, who leads our worship, his brother-in-law is planting that church. So it gives us a great opportunity to work uh, with uh, Dave's brother-in-law on that. So that's Judea. Samaria. And then we truck right along to the ends of the earth. And you've heard from some folks, but you haven't heard about Ecuador. We sent a team to Ecuador building a medical. Uh, Senegal, we've been there uh, working with them. Honduras, we've been there working with them. So let's talk about what's coming up in 2015. If you want to go to Ecuador, uh, construction, medical opportunities there. Guatemala, construction and medical opportunities there in February of next year. And then Senegal. Uh, Senegal has a fantastic opportunity called Adopt-A-Village. And Adopt-A-Village is where we would make, as a church, this is significant, a five-year commitment to Senegal. 
to go in there and send a team once a year for five years. And we, the ultimate goal is for a church to be planted in that village, which is out in the bush somewhere in that village in Senegal. And so if that interests you and you say, I would have an interest in being a part of that, we would like to know any of these that interest you. Let me talk about going on a mission trip. Many of you may have never, ever been on a mission trip in your life. All right, so you're sitting here today saying, all right, Jerry, it freaks me out to kind of walk into Walmart and share the gospel, and so it really freaks me out to think of going to another country. Uh, A couple of things. One, you have a prayer card in front of you. Not everybody will go, and that's okay. God hasn't called everybody to hop on a plane, go into a developing country, and share the gospel. That is the truth. God hasn't called everyone to go do that. If that were the case, then we'd all be in different countries, right? And Senegalese would be over here, we'd be over there. God's called some people to go, all right? God's called every one of you to pray, so you've got that in front of you. God has enabled some of you to give. All of the missionaries on the card that you see, our church gives to. When you tithe, you give to every single one of them. But some of you may choose to give above and beyond, as you do to individual ones of those. You're blessed financially. You can do it. But let me challenge you. Don't immediately say no. All right? So some of you have tuned me out already because there's no way I'm going. All right? There's no way I'm not even going to pray about that. All right? So don't do that is what I'm saying. You may miss out on a clear direction that God may have, just a a trip, an opportunity to go and serve. If you've never been, I'd recommend doing one of the North American options first. All right, so going to Montreal, serving with Samaritans first, uh, other uh, opportunities that are available. And so I want to strongly encourage you to plug in, uh, to get involved, and uh, by checking on the card, it doesn't mean you're signing up to go, it means you're interested, you want to know more, and so we'll have a meeting, pull folks together, and then we will go from there with these opportunities. So the what or the how, you will receive power. What? You will be my witnesses. Where? Here at home and then out around Jerusalem, Judea, uh, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. Why? Because Jesus said, I'm coming back. That's what he said. In this very text, he said, you know, I've got to go. But if I go, I will come again, and I will receive you to myself. He says, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And they stood there and watched him ascend into the heavens. So here is the real question. Here is the legitimate question. Do we live in light of the return of Christ? Do we honestly believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. This week, many of you have been rattled by the news of what's happening around the world, especially the gruesome things that are unfolding in Iraq. And what ISIS is doing and the, the merciless beheadings that tend to take us historically back to uh, World War II and Hitler and the gruesome things that unfolded then. And as you see those things, and as you look at those things, and as they unfold, it ought to take us two places. Number one, to our knees in prayer. 
We need to pray for brothers and sisters around the world who are in harm's way, even as I speak. Their lives are in danger simply because they know and love Jesus Christ. And we need to pray for them. So we ought to be on our knees in prayer. But secondly, we ought to be looking up in expectation that Jesus Christ, who came, who died for us, who rose from the dead, who ascended into heaven, hasn't forgotten. He hasn't forgotten all of this that's going on. He is returning. He is coming back. I shared with you just a few weeks ago, and I'll close with this. I shared with you just a few weeks ago about the young man who came here to worship. First Christian church he had ever attended. He's from Gaza. He... When he walked in here just a couple of weeks before that, his house had been completely uh, destroyed in the conflict going on there. He went to college. We have kept in close contact. A week ago today, he sent me a text, and this is what he said. This guy's a Muslim. He's grown up a Muslim, never known anything else. And he said, I can't explain it, but I miss your church so bad. What does that say? That we're super cool and he just wants to hang out with us? No, if you've been here long enough, you know that's not the answer. What is it? You will receive what? Power. The Holy Spirit draws, attracts people to himself. And for some reason, he uses us. There's no plan B. He uses us. Our team is going to come. And as they do, I want all of our missionaries who are here this morning to come and stand down front. And the invitation is twofold. All right? The invitation for you this morning is to come and simply pray. You may know some of them better than the other. You may have been touched by what some of them shared this morning. And the invitation is for you to come and pray for them, number one. Number two. Two weeks ago, school started at Montreat, and in the second service two weeks ago today, we had 30, 40 Montreat students. After worship, this uh, Montreat student, her name's Nyla, she came up to me right over there. She said, I need to, need to talk to you. I said, we, she introduced herself. She said this, well, the praise team was singing the second song, which that morning was Christ is Enough. She said, for years, I battled with God's call on my life to serve him in full-time ministry, and I battled that. But standing there singing that song, I said, okay, I'm through fighting you, God. You are enough. I don't know where the road will lead. I don't know what the outcome will be. But this morning, my yes is a clear yes. There are some of you sitting here this morning and you've wrestled with God's call on your life. And as you hear this this morning, for those who sit here and go, there is no way I would ever do that, you're sitting here going, I can't do that soon enough. And we need to come alongside you in that. We need to join you in God's call. You need to share that with us.
And so we invite you to do it. And of course, if God's leading you to join this family of faith as we launch out into all the world, we welcome you. So all of the missionaries who shared, would you come? Sarah, you can stay right there. That's cool. Uh, But the rest of you, would you come and uh, stand here? And let's stand. This is a brand new chorus. The words are fantastic. Think about what you're singing. Let's stand. Let's worship. You come and pray for these folks this morning. And I'll be down if you need to talk.